podcast. Podcasts offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, your nerdy tutor, George, and also with me here today again, my mom, a new Nintendo Switch owner as well. Well, and 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 a, a new Animal Crossing. I have an island. She has an island. She's I a villager now. Yeah. And the residential uh, uh, resident residential advisor as well. How did you know? Because it's the first person who opens up the island. Yeah, no, I know. Um, so I think we kind of tricked you into getting to the getting the game. We actually kind of wanted to get it to you for Mother's Day, but all this kind of financial worldly abouts with the world was just not a good timing for it. But oh, that's okay. So, so I was actually really intrigued when we did the Nintendo podcast. Uh, podcast, or the pair of them. Um, really intrigued by the um, by the idea of it. So it's not a tablet and it's not a phone. It's worse. It's, <laughs> it's worse. Um, it is just a gaming system, but it has all it has all the advantages of being like your phone, but but being like a, a joypad. Yes. So you got the Nintendo uh, Switch Lite, which is a uh, by comparison one of the major. Big difference is that the on the regular Switch, the controllers don't... The regular Switch, the controllers can pop off and you can hold them in a handheld or switch the modes around. And you can also, with a docking station, connect your Switch to the television. In your case, you have the Switch Lite. Those are two functions that I don't think are immediately crucial for yourself. Um, but at the same time, the it's very light and portable. It's all... It's all it's all singular, so it's not modular like the other like the regular switch. It's very simple and streamlined. Well, and as silly as it sounds, when I travel, mm-hmm. this seems like like maybe the way to go because it seems a little smaller. It does seem, it does look a little smaller. I I I, I was kind of holding it in my hand a little bit here the last two days, um, and it does feel a little bit smaller. But I'm also like a I also have like giant ish hands, and so like everything to me always feels a little bit smaller. That's why I have to have like. The Gal- the Samsung Galaxy phones because they're big enough to actually feel in well, my see, hand. Whereas whereas I'm I'm um, reluctant to give up my iPhone Seven because mm-hmm, it's slim and tiny. Yeah, guess I like the size. So I I just feel like I have to have something in my pocket. Like if you go way way back in the day when they had the if you remember the Motorola, Motorola Razor. Oh yeah. Um, I had its little cousin, the Sliver, and the reason I had the Sliver was because it had a metal plate in the back but also because it had a little more heft to it i was deeply afraid that with the flip phone action of the razor that i would break that eventually because i'd be playing with that all the time uh, but i was also worried that i'd crush it in my hand because it felt so flimsy and yeah and breakable so the sliver even though it didn't have that collapsible feature had a little bit more heft to it and i felt a little more safer with that in my pocket plus i knew well, it was there well, I mean, and to me, the the deal really was that there was a hundred dollar difference. Um, but but wait, so let's talk about this this the purchasing decision first. First of all, right now, mm-hmm. because we're in the middle of the pandemic when we're recording this, they are hard little suckers to get. Yeah. Oh my God! How many? Because you were here the day when I was when I was shopping online for it. Yeah, I, and, I looked at I looked at a bunch of different stores. None of them had any Switch consoles at all, much less the the regular Switch or the Switch Lite at all. And then we were looking at 
online retailers like Best Buy and Amazon. Amazon has a nice little market for those suckers. Well, here was here was the interesting thing. So, and, and I know our topic is Animal Crossing. We'll get to that. But, but um, you could buy them in bundles, but the collective cost of the bundle was more than if you bought the items independently. Yes. So, <laughs> and and that was true in a number of places. So, um, but I also think that's also so. Keep in mind that even though Amazon will sell it directly from Nintendo. Um, or what they actually do is they also have independent people who yeah, sell they them had, as well. Yeah, they had value-added retailers. And, and those people will, like, will, again, will buy, like, your base unit, which was $199, I want to say. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was, like, 200 yeah. Yeah, so it was $200, and then they'll mark it up to $350. And then they'll take their regular Switch, and they'll mark it up as well. This is, is what happened when the original Switch came out as well, where demand was so high for the console, but supply was very low. And you'd have people that would buy up the consoles as soon as they could and then go online and just resell this $300 console for four or $500. And even and at one point, you'd have a lot of very scrupulous people, especially on eBay, where they would highlight the box and then they would just sell you the box for four or $500 and scam you. Oh, cool. Well, <laughs> so, so what was interesting to me was, you know, I started out and I thought, well, there's a Animal Crossing version of the this the light, and wouldn't that be fun? You could get the the package with the Animal Crossing version and the and the game, and you could pay five hundred dollars for that. Whereas whereas I just bought, it's a cool like aqua blue. Yes, it's very it's very it's like a cyan maybe or yeah yeah it's a pretty, pretty color. color yeah and um and they also had coral yeah also and pretty, and very pinky coral yeah there's some like. Yeah, so they had a couple colors. Um, there were special versions you could buy. There was a gray one that had pink and and uh, uh, blue buttons. There was a Pokemon version. Mm-hmm. There were a number of versions. So um, what I thought was interesting was the Animal Crossing version you could only find bundled, and it came with a carrying case, and it came with something else. A, a carrying case that probably was like 10 bucks, and... Um, but by the time you bought the bundle, it was almost $500. And I bought, um, I think I paid 59 for the game. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, and 199 for the, for the, the, uh, console. Yeah. And if I, the cheapest package I could find was 369 You were paying $100 extra to have it bundled when you were getting, the, for the exact same. But you wouldn't have gotten the little cute design prints on the outside of the console that really <laughs> showed your dedication. But even ones that were the exact same one I bought mm-hmm. would come bundled with like a, like a patch, a sticker, a, a, the and a game. dozen other things, and then it would still be an extra like hundred to one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Is that common? So the best way I can describe that is yes and no. It's not uncommon for people to buy. So a big thing, when especially when it comes to video games, is pre-orders. Because a lot of the pre-order money goes directly back into finishing the game in a lot of cases. Because, again, if you yeah. are building, you know, and so you can buy a special, you can buy a special edition, which instead of the regular base game might just be $60, you can pay $100 and you'll get extra stuff with it. And that might be a shirt, a hat, a collector's book, or maybe a little statue or figurine in some cases. Um, I know when I got the, when I was getting, um, when I was still purchasing 
the when I was still purchasing World of Warcraft because it was hard to download back then. I mean, like okay, and a lot yeah, of yeah. People... And I remember, I, I actually, in the, in my, as you say that, can see in my mind the box. Yes, because right. I used to have a client who did box and bill, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things he boxed and billed. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, and but I got the collector's edition ones because you they were really big boxes that you could carry stuff really easily, and they came with. Matt, they came with extra, you know, art books and DVDs, which I think were a big thing. And it had all this extra stuff in it that I always found very useful because I love behind the scenes sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it also came with extra stuff that you could only get if you got the collector's edition. Imagine if you're buying a game that you don't know is even going to be good or not yet. And, you, and you're going to spend, you know, 150 to maybe $200 on that now. There's a game like that where a lot of people are so pissed off at the game that they don't play it, that they stop playing it and ask for refunds, and they spent hundreds of dollars on the collector's edition stuff. So, oh, wow. like, so collector's edition stuff is not um, uncommon, especially with like, in this case, Animal Crossing is not an unknown property. It's, it's been out for yeah nearly twenty years. Has it really? In in one form or another, and, and I have a, I have a nice little extensive history to that as well. Okay. Um, but, um, uh, so, I mean, if you were, I mean, if you really, if you really loved Animal Crossing, you, you know, and you didn't have a Switch already, buying the collector's version, edition of this would not seem like a bad idea. Because, again, that might be the reason why you're buying the system. The same thing with, uh, Pokemon for some people, you know, because the newest Pokemon wasn't released on one of the, um, the, the handheld version of the 3DS. It's being released on the Switch now, which is kind of circumventing the 3ds uh, so the switch Lite pokemon version was 399 yeah and all it's it's just gray and it has some some and it it has some pikachus on it which you can actually do for about i want to say maybe 10 20 dollars on etsy you can get stickers that you can put on that'll that are are vinyls for your thing that you can make it look like that that if you wanted hot damn you can get anything on etsy i really i got all my i have the most perfect princess peach uh jewelry set the and earrings I, and, I, and the and the crown speaking of which this time last year we were actually talking about that we were actually talking about cosplay stuff yeah well found, was, we were, we're getting we're getting close to the weekend that we we Vanima would have been this weekend had it not yeah. been for certain significant events yeah. um so this topic today is when we well came, if, let, let's finish by saying it was sold out in lots of places a very popular during the pandemic apparently um, game consoles a, a, a big thing right now. Well, it, and it, and that's actually I think added to a lot of its popularity, especially with with certain people right now as well. I couldn't find anybody, and and you and I both looked, um, who had curbside service with it. No, yeah, nobody you, had it in stores. Nobody had it in stores. And I looked, I looked at every Target and every Walmart and every Best Buy in the immediate area, and because I was hopeful that they that they would possibly have it. I mean. Yeah, I would have checked our local. I would have checked our other like Fry's electronic stores, but this was on Mother's Day. And but I, I, <laughs> I don't think that plays into it necessarily. Yeah, I know. I no, I don't think. I don't think it's the standard Mother's Day gift. But um, but uh, it was just well, there was well, none out there. Yeah, so I, we I ended up ordering from GameStop because and it uh, got here actually rather quickly. It got I was, here very, I was actually very surprised by that. It got here very quickly and. GameStop wasn't charging a delivery charge, um, so we ordered it on a Sunday. I had it on Thursday. Um, it's a good turnaround. Actually. Yeah, and it was good turnaround. And um, and so you know, shout out for GameStop who lobbied to, to purchase the Switch Lite without having to purchase a game with it, not bundled, 
and um, and cost me less. And they do they do offer bundles, but I, again, they, I think, they do, yeah. But I, but I think a lot of what Amazon was doing was was doing the upsell. Because again, keep in mind that the Animal Crossing units would have been like a one time sort of thing, and they so like them being. But uh, Best Buy was upselling it. Yeah. The only way you could get it Best Buy was was bundled with garbage. Um. So I mean, it was it was an interesting shopping expedition. Because we saw them all over Japan. We did. We, 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 like, so, I guess that means they were selling like hotcakes. Because I mean like. All sorts of colors. All sorts of. Yeah. And yeah. Japan loves to accessorize that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, so as a roundabout <laughs> way. This topic, their topic for today is actually supposed to be Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yes. Um, I, if I, I love the fact that we talked about buying a console. Because that's the quintessential problem in some cases. Yeah. Imagine when the console first came out, people couldn't even get this thing. Well, yeah. So, so um, you know, I bought it specifically to play Animal Crossing, and and I may I may get actually the Mario bundle for it too. No, no, no. Keep in mind, on the Nintendo Switch, you get you can download the NES, this the Nintendo Entertainment System bundle, and the Super Nintendo bundle for free. That'd be nice because I know I paid nineteen ninety nine for an annual membership. Oh, you should have talked to my little brother. He might have hooked you up with that. Oh. And so, I mean, and at the end of the day, realistically, we have to look at like the online servers that Nintendo has to manipulate yeah. for this. Yeah. As a as a reasonable service, I mean, nineteen ninety nine for an entire year is a yeah. really good deal. Yeah, I mean, I want, and I want to say it was like. Five ninety nine a month or something like that, but then nineteen ninety nine for the year. Well, hot damn! I'll buy the whole year now. That's fine. Yeah, um, and even then, I mean, like at nineteen ninety nine, I mean, like that's not even two dollars a month, even. Yeah. And a lot of and all that money goes back into Nintendo trying to upkeep the servers and trying to make sure that the infrastructure is good, that they're weeding out um, hackers and a lot of people who do try to homebrew the system to do rude things in games with it. Oh. So, so there, so it is, I mean, it it's allowed, a necessary cost. Yeah. So I, I did it so that I could play over the internet so I could play with you. Yeah. And, uh, with Amanda and with a couple of other people. So, yeah. um, and, and to me, that seems like a, a reasonable little fee. Absolutely. Again, yeah. I pay, I think it's like 12 bucks a month to play. Wow. Yeah. And I, and again, that's a game where it's got. Anywhere from five to seven million players on at any given time, so the servers have to be really robust. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I just see that as a necessary evil, and that's even then I just I still think that it's like you know what, it's the cost of doing business. It is. Uh, so, Animal Crossing has been around for nearly twenty years. How come I, I I never heard of it before recently? It's I mean. It's a big thing when it comes out, and after it comes out, everyone gets kind of quiet about it. But I think right now everyone's really excited about it because of all the cool things that we found you can do inside this newest version of Animal Crossing. Um, and this Animal Crossing has actually offered a lot more new features than it has in the wild as well. Um, so let me start with just like where Animal Crossing came from. So Animal Crossing is basically a life simulator. It is SimCity with animals. Well, so there's another. Ver- <laughs> well, so there's another version of the Sim of SimCity called The Sims, which is just about people. And 
I I don't understand it. I don't have never endeared to want to play The Sims ever in my life because there's like a bajillion expansions packs for it, like the 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 holiday pack, the birthday pack, the I'm new in town pack. You you basically you build a house. You set these little sim creatures into it to live, and you can like tell them to like eat, wash dishes, go change the baby. They'll do a lot of that naturally themselves, and it, it's like playing God, playing God with the Sims and to the you point like impudent. very much, and to the point where a lot of people have gone about trying to play the Sims and basically create torture traps for the Sims. <laughs> like you can never warped. go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's some warped people. Um, so, but. Animal Crossing is a lifetime sim. It's basically a life simulator, and it's um, what I like to consider a... We talked about a little bit about this in when we talked about anime way, way back ago, but there's a term called a healing anime. Um, they're somewhat popular in Japan because there's no inherent plot. It's just the circumstances of life and trying to find uh, the pleasures and the mundanity and the little things in life that you can enjoy. You watch it because you feel good after it. Okay. And you're not supposed to you're not supposed to watch it for like an engaging plot. You're just supposed to watch it because I like these people and I want to see what they're doing. We have shows like that here in America. We've The Golden Girls. Yeah. Friends. The Gilmore Girls. Thirty Rock. Cheers. Big Bang Theory. These are characters we like at the end of the day. They're not. There's no plot driven to them at all. We just kind of like to watch and see how they're not solving anything. No, I mean we just like to kind of like watch them and you know see what kind of actors they get up with and you know feel good about what they're doing at the end of the day. And the healing anime is just kind of be supposed to be light, relaxing. I enjoy seeing these characters. The one I recommend the most if you ever want to see a healing anime is a show called um, uh, Sweetness and Lightning. Um, it's basically about this dad and his five-year-old little girl, um, who lost the, their mom about a year ago. And the dad has been feeding her a lot of frozen food and takeout food and doesn't know how to cook. Um, and he meets a high school girl that, um, of a restaurant that they visited who agrees to teach him how to cook. And so the dad is learning to cook and you get to see the very sweet expressions from his child when he, when he eats the food. And then the child's just immediately the most adorable thing in the world as well. Yeah. Um, on one of our podcast and last week when I was doing the podcast with Amanda on children's anime, I mentioned that and there's a cool little video that we'll have up on our website that you can see that is the basic embodiment of that entire show. Oh, very cool. It's very cute. It's very sincere. It's heartwarming. It's just meant to be relaxing. Yeah, yeah, and that and and that actually very much encapsulates what this is because it doesn't seem to be competitive. You're, it's certainly task driven. Yes, it's task driven, but there's not any sort of competitive element. There's not even an end game element to this game. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, if there is, if there is an end game element to the game, I mean, there's no, there's no like final boss at all. There's no final accomplishment. Yeah. If there is an end game, it's the notion of. Completing all the like, completing all the tasks and making your village look as cool as you can possibly make it. Yeah, um, which has become a very big thing. So the game was actually created uh, back in two thousand one. It was developed by a gentleman named uh, Ketsuya Iguchi, and I apologize if I'm saying it incorrectly. He was a excuse me, he is a, a level designer and programmer for Nintendo, but who got hired in the early nineties. 
but he lived in a prefecture uh, in Tokyo named Chiba, which is kind of like on yeah. the opposite side of yeah. the bed. We like where yeah. we were at. Um, also, where um, where Disneyland was at was in Chiba. And when he moved from Tokyo to Kyoto, he ended up moving away from all his friends and family. Um, and he kind of wanted to create a game that kind of encapsulated this notion that I just moved. I want to find, you know, I moved away from everybody and I realized how lonely I was without all those friends and family that I had. And he wanted to encapsulate the feeling of moving to a new place, learning the cult, learning the local culture, getting to know the local people and, um, making a new life. Um, and then as he got older and he had children who his family who played video games, he also kind of want, just figured out that they all played video games, but they never played video games together. Yeah. And through Animal Crossing, because what you could do is you have your initial island, one per console. And the notion was that you could have multiple people on that one game system. And so the notion was that you all would, like, the kids would come back from school and play Animal Crossing. And then the dad would pick it up in the evening when he got home and he could see what his children had done. And he could see the progress that they had made and see what they had been doing in the game. And then he could either do other stuff and he could leave notes or he could leave treasures for his kids and they could come back the next day and find that as well. So they could have it all an impact on the same game that they were all playing. And much the same way, like that's with Amanda's deal as well as right now is that Mia started the game, but Amanda is also on the same Island with, um, with Mia. Oh, is she really? Yes. Oh, that's fun. But I don't think Mia plays as much as, as Amanda does. So clearly <laughs> the Island's not as well developed as, well, she said she spent an entire Saturday tidying up the island, and I was trying to understand that that could happen. But now that I'm playing, I, I do. Oh yeah, no, I've I've been I've been clearing I like, cleared out cleared all your weeds and move your trees and. Oh, well, day one was getting rid of all the weeds. <laughs> I still have weeds all over. Day one was getting rid of all the weeds, and then um, I finally got peaches today. So I cleared out a bunch of trees and I planted some peaches in an area. Well, because you have pears. I have pears. I have oranges, apples, cherries, and now I have peaches. Oh, very good. And and keep in mind that the fruit that are not native to your island sell for more when you go to sell them to the nooks. Oh. So. Well, it, how do I know what's not native to my island? Because right now all I have are cherries. So if you have cherries in your island, that's the native fruit that came with your island. Okay. So if you have apples, they'll sell for more. Oh, okay. Good. Well, actually, I did sell some apples. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, coconuts also sell better than. My mom sent me some apples. Yes. My mom sent me some stuff as well. And I sent my mom stuff too. You did. I loved that. And if you want the giant panda, I'll gladly give you the giant panda. I don't have anywhere to... Or, that's a lie. I don't, it's not that I don't have anywhere to put it. It's just have, I literally got the Statue of Liberty today from a, from a, uh, from a floating <laughs> balloon. And guess where I put it? Where would you put it? Put it on the beach. Oh, very nice. I'm hoping somebody will get the reference. Yep. Um, so yeah, so... Animal Crossing is a healing is a healing um, video game, and even when I did the, when I was looking up healing anime on TVTropes.com, which is kind of rather because they, they they catalog different yeah. tropes and genres yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. it even mentioned Animal Crossing is basically a healing video game. Yeah, it no. definitely fits in that genre. Yeah, I totally get that. So the first original Animal Crossing actually for came out in two thousand one. Actually, has kind of a unique history to it because. Way, way back in the day, in 1994, we got the release of the Nintendo 64, which was the, one of the first 
64-bit consoles. It had all those kind of really cool graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then toward the tail end of before the 2000s, they wanted to figure out a way to expand, allow people to keep playing the Nintendo 64, but expand it so you could have more functionality to it. And that functionality they figured was doing an add-on, which if they had followed if they had followed Sega's uh, example years earlier with the Sega Genesis where they added a CD drive and then a 32-bit expansion element to it, like they never work. A lot of add-on stuff where you have to physically connect it to the system don't work. Admittingly. Yeah. Um, and so what this unit was called was, was the uh, 64DD. Uh, I believe it's supposed to double the RAM in the in the Nintendo system. It was also supposed to make add an internal clock element system and basically allow you to play more powerful games before the next console came out. It was meant to be somewhat of a stopgap as well. Okay. And the original uh, Animal Crossing was meant for the Nintendo uh, 64DD originally. But as only eight games ever came out for the system, four of which were um, media tools and Nintendo-driven stuff, um, it didn't do very well. In fact, actually, if you go online right now, Nintendo's, the in-working-condition Nintendo 64DD drives from Japan are actually very expensive because they're such a collector's item because they don't exist in normal ways. Yeah. Um, so... When the original version of uh, Animal Crossing came out, finally, they had to actually create a special cartridge to hold the... They had an extra chip inside of it to tell what date it was. Because the game is heavily based off time. It, and seasons. And seasons, yes. Yeah. So keep in mind, you'll see different fish, bugs, and depending on the on the month, and also different times of day. So like in the evenings, you, you might see tarantulas and spiders more frequently versus in the daytime, you won't because they only appear at I'm certain hours. I have spiders yet. I've seen the tarantulas. But... Oh, uh, tarantulas and uh, I think there's other spiders that pop up as well, but they're not as... There, there are, but I mean, there are, there are night, there definitely are night... Uh, critters only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was a big element of the original uh, Animal Crossing, but for the Nintendo 64, it didn't have an internal clock system in it. Um, and in actually the original game also had to come with a save pack as well. So you could actually save the game because it wouldn't save to the cartridge at all. Oh, that makes sense. So, um, in Nintendo's point of view or Nintendo's biography, it's the last Nintendo based game that they created for the Nintendo 64 and the second last one ever released as well. So it came out at the very literal tail end of the, of the console's lifespan. Nine months later, they came out with Animal Crossing for the GameCube, which is the version we kind of know. Yeah. Now, keep in mind when the game is when the game came out, its um, its original version is known as, um, and I apologize, I'm probably going to butcher this as well. It's that's Dobutsu no Mori or Dabutsu no Mori, which is basically means Animal Friends or Animal Forest, excuse me. Okay. Um, and that name can kind of stick through the Japanese releases, but you but throughout the rest of the world, this is known as Animal Crossing. Um, this new version that came out on the GameCube, they were able to keep a lot of the features that they weren't able to add beforehand to the original game. Um, things we know now as they were able to keep, they were able to, um, they called this new version for the GameCube, they called it Animal Forest Plus. And this was able to add uh, the museum, which is a big feature. Uh, yeah. They also added the, the museum. They also added the Able Sitchers, which is a tailor shop. Ooh. Remember the shop you went to to go grab yeah. grab, grab clothing from? That's yeah. where that came, that's where those sisters and, come and, from. And, yeah, and that was that was your your island. 
and that was on my island. Um, it added more bugs and fish to collect, and it also introduced um, islands, which is kind of similar to what we have as Nook Miles now. Yeah. Where you go to another island, you can go experience and collect resources and other stuff. Yeah. Um, when what ended up happening was is that it was they decided to translate it here in America in two thousand two, I believe, was when they started when they started doing because it, it wasn't released until two thousand three, oddly enough. Um, the English variant of it had to go through a lot of uh, changes for it. First off, there's a lot of dialogue in the game. There's a ton of dialogue. So all that had to be translated. Um, a lot of the cultural references also either had to be modified or changed to make sense to Westerners as well. Um, they also had to add a lot more holidays as well. Because now, if Japan has been has a very rich, deep cultural history to it, they kind of have a holiday every like two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, as we're here in the West, we don't have that many holidays. So they had to, you know, so they had to kind of facsimile like a, a you know, like a, like a Halloween, a, a Easter, Valentine's Day. And our holidays tend to be like whole seasons. They tend to be like the holiday season, which starts at Halloween and goes through New Year's. Yeah. Um, and even like Christmas time is basically December. Yeah. So they had to create a bunch of those kind of stuff. And they also had to remove some elements. Um, as an example, in the Japanese version, there was a bell shrine. It was a little shrine that you could visit, and you could, um, and you. I would, would love a bell shrine. I, I would too. They're very they're they they look cool from the way they are presented in the game. Yeah. Um, and you basically go there to make prayers, and um, occasionally it would give you back money occasionally. Um, and then, so the rest, the version that we got here was basically. The GameCube, the Animal Force Plus, but we called it Animal Crossing, with the sub with the subtitle "Population Growing," which never gets mentioned, but it's the subtitle on it. Is what population growing? Population growing. So you know how like you would say like, population hundred thousand, population growing. Okay. It's on the sign. It's literally there in the title. It's just nobody ever mentions it. That's interesting because I have I have Tommy Timmy Nook, and and to one, one of whom is a bodybuilder. So Nook, interesting. So keep in mind that the original Tom Nook was a was the original guy that was in charge of everything. He was the he was the owner of the shop that you visit. He was also the guy that you had to pay money to for You buy your island from him. You buy your will you buy you buy your house from him, you buy your um, all your clothing from Nook. Basically anytime you need to do anything with money you talk to Nook. That included buying tools, buying furniture, buying clothing, buying fruit. If you were selling anything, you all did it through Nook. Yeah. Um, what ended up happening was is that in the process of making the game, the Nintendo of Japan loved the American version of Animal Crossing because they added all these cool new features to it. And they redid it, they retranslated it again, and they turned it into Animal Force E+, or English+. Re-released it in Japan a year later. So, oh, they re- wow. so they retranslated everything and put it back into American, or put it back into Japan, and people love that version of the game as well. It's and, pretty. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, and so again, that was two thousand one, two thousand five. We get Animal Crossing Wild World, and what was great about this game is that this was for the Nintendo DS, so a portable version. Yeah. It's also the first one that offers online gameplay. And this game, in and of itself, was just pretty much a, a direct port 
of the GameCube version down to the Nintendo DS at the time. Um, it had less complicated graphics because the graphics of the... Well, not quite, because Animal Crossing, even when it got ported to the GameCube, was still Nintendo 64-era graphics. And the Nintendo DS was basically able to do Nintendo 64-era graphics, 64-bit graphics on it. So it's not a huge downgrade, but obviously for the smaller screen size, you'd have yeah, to you'd have simplify to some stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, what it offered was is that it was the first chance in which the Nintendo DS had the ability to connect online through the Nintendo Wi-Fi Connect. And you could go visit other people's towns. And that was a big deal. You you, you arrived on a train or a bus and you were new in town. And you, you met Nook and he, he sold you a house to live in and you went from there. Okay. Um, but again, now you could go visit other people online. The Wi-Fi Connect is no longer available as a service because they've discontinued it back in 2014. But what's interesting is that people have actually gone through a lot of the work of creating private servers for it. So you can still go and do that if you wanted to. On the DS. On the DS. It's not as common anymore because it's not a very common system anymore. But if you wanted to and you were still... There are people that are super diehard about old technology. Yeah. Um, let me tell you about it. I'll tell you about it later about a guy called the 8-Bit Guy Online. Oh, cool. Who, who literally refurbishes old 1970, 1980 computers. Like Apple IIs, Commodore 64s, Amigas... It's actually a pretty interesting channel. Well, we had we had IBM XTs and ATs. Mm-hmm. He, he loves his dead computer series. He has a lot of like really dead and old computer computer systems that should, by all rights, not even exist. Yeah. So glad we so glad we figured out this uh, computer thing in the future. Um, the next version of Animal Crossing that came out won't come out till two thousand eight on the Wii. Um, this was Animal Crossing City Folk. Okay, so on a Wii, that's such a different format. I mean, how does that work? Well, the pointer actually worked out pretty well. I mean, like the directional pad, you're moving the character around, and the trigger and the A button are very easy to get to. There's not a lot of buttons required for the game. Um, and you can even hold the controller sideways if you wanted to. But you could use the pointer in the game to point at stuff, and the character and your villager would go to it. Oh, that that would be a nice feature. Yeah, uh, okay. but keep but keep in mind again. I mean, like you'd have to really kind of dial in your sensor bar with your remote. It's and if you were if you were like maybe like six, seven, eight feet away, and you had a really big TV, not so much a problem. You had a smaller TV and a lot further a distance, much bigger problem. Okay, a lot less accurate. Um, but again, I mean, they ported it to the Wii. Um, what's been an interesting feature of the game, especially when it got to Wild World. Um, and even in the original Animal Crossing, that depending on the dates, certain villager, certain visitors would come to your to your town. Some of these villagers, in this case today, I had the um, I had the flower vendor. She buys weeds and sells shrubs and bushes and stuff. But in some other cases, you might have other vendors that come by. Um, there's a camel named Sahara that sells you rugs. Oh, I'd like that camel. Uh, I like to buy rugs. Oh yeah, she has mystery rugs too. Oh, really? Yeah, she won't tell you what, what they are in, unless you buy them. And you can get, like, small, medium, and large. And if you buy enough rugs, she'll give you one for free. I'd probably be buying enough rugs. Um, there's another villager called uh, CJ right now in uh, New Horizon. He'll buy fish for you for an extra 20%. So if you have a lot of fish, you can sell them to him, and he'll buy your fish for an extra 20%. Um, I got off a... 
I got uh, there's a bug there's a lizard named Flick. I want to say uh, she'll do the same for bugs as well, which was very which was very poignant because I just came back from an from a Nook Island where I caught a whole bunch of uh, scorpions and other bugs at. Uh huh. Um, and as it was like after ten o'clock at night, the nook, Nooklings weren't awake anymore because their shot closes at ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, so she happened to be there. I was like, oh, this was perfect. And so I made about uh, more than a hundred thousand on them. Wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm still like really happy when I can sell something for a thousand. You like the coral does well. Oh, the coral, the seashells always do well. Your villager, my villagers actually keep talking about like, I see you picking up a lot of seashells. Are you trying to build something cool? You'll have to tell me about it when you do. Or another villager keeps talking, come, villagers come up to me. He's like, hey, I'm not going to say anything, but I saw you burying bells, but it's just a secret between you and me. Okay, I buried some bells because you told me to, and I'm yes. growing a, a money tree. You'll grow you'll grow a money tree. I watered it. Do I need to water it? You don't need to water it. You water the flowers because they'll, cause they'll, they'll um, germate and they'll, and they'll make more flowers, and in some cases, new flowers. Uh, but money trees, you don't have to do that with. Okay. Um, my money tree... I, I have found right now that if I put, um, if you plant anywhere between one to 10,000 bells, you'll always get three times that amount. But if you plant anything more than 10,000 bells, like 30,000, you might only get a chance to get back 10,000 per bundle because they drop in, um, you get three bundles per tree like fruit. So you'll get three little money bags on there for the one bounty bag you dropped in. But the higher amount you put in, the less money you might get back out as a possibility. I, I put 1,000 bells in. So you'll get 3,000 back regardless as, okay. as a profit. I've been putting 20,000 in because at worst I'll just get back 10,000, which is still a 50% profit on my point. But if I do, But if it does work out and I get, get 60,000 bells out of a tree, then it's a 200% profit for me. Oh, cool. Okay. So, there, so, at worst, I'm still making money. Yeah. I tried that one time yeah. where I did, where I dug one that was 999,000 bells, and I only got back 30,000 bells at the end of the day. So, I actually lost money on that tree. Okay. So, I learned Good my lesson. I learned my Good lesson. Good to know. Okay. Um, so, Animal Crossing New Leaf also took advantage of the Wii Connect, so you could um, play online with other people and visit them. What I mentioned, what I mentioned before about the other villagers, though, is that. These villagers would visit your would visit your town from time to time. In city folk, you kind of lived down in the boondocks of uh, out, outside of the city, and then you would take a bus to go into the city, where you'd see all those villagers at. Yeah. So a lot of the shops that would be in the town normally that you would visit, you know, like the post office and other stuff, those were not there. They were, and the villagers all had their own little shops. Convenient if you ever want to visit the villagers, but not a lot of. Um, but that's not like. But it also took a while to get to there because it was a, of the CD-based format, and it just wasn't well received. Uh, the game wasn't well received because there wasn't a lot of new features added either to this version of the game. Um, this version of the game, despite the fact that it was relatively popular, is not well remembered by a lot of the community because it didn't add new features at all. Okay. And that's yeah. it's kind of the only downside to that. Um, we get to Animal Crossing New Leaf came out in twenty in twenty twelve. Um, I remember this being a big deal when it came out um, because. Yeah, I no, honest to goodness, I never heard of Animal Crossing until about a year ago. Fair. Just saying. Yeah. Um, so Animal Crossing New Leaf came out twenty twelve. 
um, for the 3DS, and it actually added some new features in. And a lot of people are very excited about that. They added um, an updated graphic palette, because even on the Wii, the, they didn't do a lot of update to the graphics at all. They polished the polygons, but not by much. Yeah. Um, but in uh, New Leaf, they all the all the models got uh, more of a um, polished look to them. All the characters started getting a little bit more of a more humanoid appearance, and a lot more... Um, they move so well. They move better, yeah. And then they got they got better models to them. Um, they got to have a little bit more customization options to your characters, uh, like clothing and stuff like that. It had a little more thing beforehand. If you just put on a piece of clothing, it changed. If you were if you were a girl, you always wore a dress. You never got to wear pants. You always wore a dress, and you had like kind of like a kind of like a weird sort of bandana hat. If you were a guy, you always wore pants and a shirt, and then you had this like horned hat you know he's had kind of a very dopey looking face as well not to say that most villagers don't already have a dopey looking face occasionally but like it was more it was more bizarre okay um but again clothing was not a thing clothing was really not a very customizable thing beyond look this one has stripes and a lightning bolt on it now obviously like i have a suit of armor you can design anything yeah another another cool feature that came about um, I want to say it was because of New Leaf. I'm, I'm not. You have a kimono. I, I I have a kimono. But I have actually several kimonos. Oh, okay. Because I find them all very interesting. Yeah. The black ones for formal events. The colorful ones are for uh, lighthearted events. Oh, okay. Like festivals and stuff. Um. So again, I mean, not a new feature. A lot of not. This is one of the first real games that added a lot of new features in like nine years worth of the game. Um. It offered more customization. Um, you got to choose where the buildings were at, too. In the original game, the buildings were preset. Oh. So, like, all the villagers had all their homes. Um, and the original version of the game was based off tiles. There was this 5 by 5 grid of 25 tiles. All the ones at the very bottom were all beaches, but you had different tiles. And when you moved to the edge of the screen, it would move to the next tile. And the next tile might have a person's house in it, or it might have the post office or the police office or nooks and different stuff like that. You didn't get to choose where that stuff was at all. Those were already preset there, um, which limits what you can and cannot do in the game as far as decorating your your village at all. A lot of the original version of the game was about decorating your house. Um, but in New Leaf, you could choose where these things were at, and so you got to have a lot more freedom to decorate outside of your house because you could choose where all the stuff with that. So you could create like a main street if you wanted to of all the major shops without having oh. to worry about, um, you know, in my case, I have like my museum on the opposite side of the island. Um, but I do have my nook, nookling store and I have my able sisters right next to each other because I want to create it kind of like a main street almost. So you have the, yeah, you got that freedom in Wild World, or excuse me, in New Leaf to be able to do that kind of stuff. Well, see, now I have my, my museum very close to the nook because I figured if I can't donate it to the museum. You want to get because, real... Because, because it's a fossil already. I want to be able to take it to the nook and sell it. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So I have the two very close together. So there was a lot more, I mean, graphical updates. Um, this was also the first time in which the bugs and fish and plants actually got more realistic proportions as well. I mean, like... You fish those fish, those look like the actual fish. Yeah. And, that, and beforehand, again, you would just get a fish and it would say, 
yeah, you caught a you caught an eel, and it would kind of look like an eel, a polygon eel. Yeah. Um, but no, Wild World is where we got that from. Wild World also introduced um, an, an update to the game as well in 2016, four years later, to add amiibo support. Um, and then this for and what the, and Nintendo actually did was actually pretty clever in this case was that. If you already had the game on your 3DS, you could download an update to enable those functions, or you could go out and outright buy the game. But if you already had the game, you didn't have to pay anything else for this newer version and this functionality. Oh, that's nice. And it added some, it added you know a little bit more updates as well to it, and some more fish and and bugs. Um, now's a good time to talk about amiibos for people who don't know what an amiibo is. No idea. So it's not that thing in your blood that you do research with. And it's, it's not a single-cell organism. That, too. Um, it's not, not something you find in the water that latches onto you. Um, so amiibos are these basically like three to four-inch little statues that you can buy of Nintendo characters. They're exclusively Nintendo-based characters. Um, they originally came out with Super Smash Brothers. originally. They were... Um, there was usually... That makes sense, yeah. And the notion was that... Um, there is a NCF, which stands for near communication, something I forget what the F always stands for. Um, there, basically what it, basically what it does is that you could, a little pedestal has a little chip in it, like an RFID tag. And when you put it on a special spot on the, either the Nintendo 3DS, the switch or the, um, Wii U, which all had this functionality, it would do something in the game for you. Um, and usually it was usually some sort of like customization option in a lot of cases. So when they first came out in Super Smash Brothers, they gave um, your me character had the ability to, to put on like a, a Star Fox hat or it had the ability to put on like Mario's overalls as cosmetic sort of options. Um, but in, in that game as well, if you use the amiibo... And whenever you fought, like let's say Mario, for example, because he's an amiibo, whenever you fought Mario... Mario would remember how you fought the last time, and he would get better. So you. So it trains itself. So it was training itself, and then to especially against you as an example, so you could play against a very high level Mario that knew how you used to play from your amiibo. It only works on your system though, but you could train your character. So if you were playing Super Smash Brothers frequently, you could train. You know, you said, "Oh, I have a, I want to train against a good Mario player." You could put in the Mario who knew how to play against you. And you could practice against it so you could get better. Okay. Later versions of the game, like um, uh, Mario Kart 8, example, let you um, take on, uh, would add new characters to the game or would add uh, new costumes for the Mii. Um, there's The Legend of Zelda, where if you got the Legend of Zelda amiibos, there's like, I think, 13 of them. They would spawn uh, crates that would give you like food, weapons. Uh, one of them gave you a horse. Oh, nice. Which is very useful in the game. Um, but for Animal Crossing, they came out with a whole line of Animal Crossing villagers. Um, and they even eventually just came out with cards as well that you could just have. That just that, So you didn't have to have the actual, you could just have the cards. And they added those villagers to your town. So if you wanted to have like a special villager, you could have that villager come visit your town and then move into your town. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there, so that was kind of the functionality of the uh, amiibo sort of system, and it's not the first time this was actually happening. Um, it came out originally. Um, Activision had a version of this called Skylanders, where 
you had a special base that you would put your creatures onto and it would summon it into the game for you. They wanted to license it to Nintendo as the official um, only place where you could get the Skylanders toys from, but they figured that you could eventually do that for Pokemon and eventually they would be the ones to contract to make all like 700, 800 plus Pokemon at some point as little amiibo, as these little statues to put yeah. into the game, which when you think about it, it's not a bad deal if you can get somebody to buy into it. Yeah. Now, Nintendo did originally didn't buy into it at all. They'd come out with their own version years later. Uh, Skylanders is, I think, still played, but I'm not 100% certain. I see boxes for it, boxes for it all the time. Okay. Um, and other companies have done this as well. Disney did a version of it called Disney Infinity. Um, and so you would buy the base game for your system with the little pad on it, and then you could buy extra characters. Like, you could buy, um, I believe it came with Mr. Incredible, um, Captain Jack Sparrow, and then you also got um, uh, uh, Sully, I think, from uh, Monsters, Inc. Inc., okay. The, the big blue cat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Goodman. And so... You would get those. You you would get those initial characters, and you could play as those initial characters in the game. And then you could buy extra worlds, extra. So you could basically you could build your own worlds in Disney Infinity, like your own toy box worth of stuff. Like so, yeah. if you wanted to have like a piratey sort of thing, but you wanted to have Mickey Mouse in there, swashbuckling, you could. And that was kind of the idea that you made your own little world and played your own games in there. So but, you could you could theme your characters. Yeah, or you would buy the themed pack. So you yeah. you could. Um, you could buy Mickey Mouse, Minnie, Goofy, Donald. The big idea was that they would they would license their Disney's expansive repertoire of their properties. Like they yeah. were, they had they had Frozen in there for a while too. You could play as Elsa or Anna in there, um, and those things went like hotcakes as well. Mebos are very very. Mebo is much like the, the like Nintendo does. They, now, who do you buy them from? Okay, so that's a that's a that's a trick question. You're supposed to buy them from the retailers, but some retailers will get spe- will get exclusives sometimes from Nintendo. So like they'll they'll pay Nintendo to get an exclusive on like a certain character from the Amiibos. Because so a lot- so so if I'm looking, I, I'm trying to trying to understand this. So if I'm looking to buy a particular Amiibo, am I going to? I'm not going to Target. You it depends. If it's really. A, so, like, Target I've seen has had Amiibos in there. GameStop has had Amiibos in there. Um, they're usually the older ones, like Daisy, Mario, Luigi, more common characters. Okay. If you're looking for a specific character that's a popular character, it's less likely of a chance you'll find it uh, at the physical store. You'll probably run into the same thing we found on Amazon, where again, like you'd go buy it and it's a It'd from be bundled a th- with stuff. Not necessarily bundled with stuff, but you might have to pay a markup for it. Okay. So you so instead of paying what should be just like ten fifteen dollars, you might end up having to spend fifty. Okay, so when I walk out of GameStop with my um my amiibo for Mario, mm-hmm. what am I walking out with? So you're walking out with just a little four, three to four inch little statue. It has a little base on it. Uh-huh. Um, but again, depending on the game, and not all games, not all Nintendo games support all Amiibos. Like, okay. the Animal Crossing won't support the, will only support the Animal Crossing Amiibos and cards. They won't support the Mario or Zelda or Metroid or any of the other characters at all. So I have to be in the game. So you load up the game and then it'll, you'll give you the option to add an Amiibo. So you take the little, you take a little pedestal, you'll put it on where it tells you to put it on, which is usually either a controller's thumbstick or a little spot on the system 
it'll register it and then it'll just add it into the game for you. Oh, that's so cool. It's very cute, yeah. That'd and, be a stocking stuffer. Well, again, remember when I was in Japan and I got one of those for my little brother, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. That, I didn't understand that's what you were getting. Yeah, so that's what I was getting for him was one of these little amiibo characters. And that was one that was in Japan first and wasn't actually ever released here in America at all. So he got somewhat of an exclusive. I know he was delighted. Oh, yeah. Because this was back understand. in the day when he was collecting them, though, too. Yeah. Um, I have, I think, three of them, but there are the characters I like. So, But I, I don't... It, it's like Funkos. I can collect a whole bunch of Funkos, but I don't need to. I don't want to either. They take up a lot of space. I love mine. Um, I have a Flurkin. <laughs> well, you have like two, I think. I have two, yes. Um, I leave them in the box because I'm told that's what you're supposed to do. I have mine out on my desk. They've not seen that box in... Since the day since the day I brought them to my office, I, I have Captain Marvel and I have a Flurkin. Yes, very beautiful Flurkin. It's a perfect animal. Um, so that takes us to the newest version of Animal Crossing, which is New Horizon. Came out on the Switch here on March twentieth, which was the same day that a game called Doom Eternal came out. Um, Doom Eternal being a um, a very PG, right on the borderline of R-rated game with a lot of blood, gore, satanic symbols and okay. imagery. Um, but Animal Crossing... <laughs> Your brother just walked by the door like with a gun, like a fake gun or invisible gun. And it's like, acting like he was shooting everything inside. It's what you basically do in Doom. Okay. I mean, I mean like... The the main mechanic in, in the newest Doom game is what they call the glory kill, in which you basically, like, run up to somebody and, like, murder them with your fists. <laughs> You've obviously played. He's, he's, no. No, but, he, but he's seen the videos for it. It's very gory, right? It's very graphic, but then again, it's not like you're killing people, you're killing demons. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's basically the antithesis to what Animal Crossing was. It's but, a reboot of it, it, it's more so a reboot of a a game from like the early nineties. We had it at one point, or we had the shareware version of it, but Really? Back when it was yeah. all pixelated and, In this house. In this house, yeah. Really? Yeah, but it didn't look that bloody and gory because it was very low polygraphics. Because I was, it wasn't like a little helicopter mom over that kind of stuff. No, and, you, and, and keep in mind, like we didn't turn into bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty people either. Oh yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> what well, was the cough for? Nothing. Okay. Um, but no, so both those games came out at the same time. A lot of people picked up both games at the same time. There was a lot of very cute memes actually revolving the two of them. The so, as much as Nook is supposed to be the main sort of, like, mascot character for Animal Crossing, and it was for a number of years, when we got to New Leaf, they introduced a new a new character named Isabel, which is a, which is a Shibu Itsu, which is a Japanese type of dog. Um, and she was your secretary, because when you were in New Leaf, you were the mayor, because that's why how you yeah. get to figure out where all the yeah. plots go. Um, so, there's a lot of very cute memes of... Isabel and the Doom guy kind of walking around and playing in flowers with, in, or Isabel is killing demons or in the process of it with a gun. And there's a lot of very cute memes that go along that are out there for it. It's very silly because, but it, yeah, I don't, I don't know how better best to describe that without finding pictures for you. Yeah, that's that's I, I'll I'll take a look myself, but 
um, yeah, what an interesting uh, pair to release at the same time. Well, I mean, they were both originally scheduled to come out on March 20th. They, they neither, in fact, actually originally, Animal Crossing: New Horizon was meant to come out in 19 in 2000 in 2019 originally. It got pushed back for um, development reasons, which is mm-hmm. fine. That does happen for games. Um, both games just happened to come out on March 20th, kind of right around the same time where a lot of people were getting furloughed and or furloughed and being getting stay-at-home orders. Yeah, uh, which has led to a lot of people really enjoying um, Animal Crossing to the very most. Hold on, just a second. To... Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So, so I'm I'm seeing visuals of this here, oh. um, the memes. Whoa! I'm 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 going to need to watch these as well, and you might have to send these to me. Yeah, yeah, that that looks about right, and. So you've got yeah. the very, the very cute, very cutesy, fluffy, fluffy dog. Oh, she's with very the, With the with the very militant <clears throat> armored guy, and doing doing things that uh, would not be quite what you would expect of this very fluffy cute. And kid. and some language that I haven't seen in Animal Crossing either. No, 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 your villagers are actually very polite for the most part. Yeah, well, I mean they 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 have, they have accents though. They do. Mine do. Oh. I have a Welch bodybuilder. I have a, I, I have a rabbit dressed like a bunny. Dressed like I have a rabbit that's dressed like a ninja that's named Snake. I don't know what what the reference is for. I have I have this very very beautiful blue rooster that's named Ken. I don't know what the reference is for, but he looks amazing because I gave him a blue a blue set of samurai armor and he looks awesome. Very beautiful cool. blue chicken. Um, so no, yeah, no. Animal Crossing: New Horizon is extremely popular. <laughs> yep, the other ones just like that. They're like, like a little bit more on the cutesy side. It's been extremely popular for a lot of people who haven't obviously been able to get out and be with their friends as much. Um, and I think it's actually hit home for a lot of people for a creative outlet as well because this new version of Animal Crossing offers a lot of customization options by comparison. Um, you can build gardens. Oh, not even so much that. I mean, even when I have you got, a lawn chair. When you had the original version of the game, you could change your face, but it only had like default faces, like six different default faces. Yeah. Now you have a variety of noses, mouths, and eyes. It's also the first time you can change the pigment of your character as well. You can be a darker shade or a lighter shade. Um, interestingly enough, as well in the um, in the original Japanese version, they asked you, "Do you want to be a boy or a girl?" In the American, in the Western version, they ask you, "Which style do you prefer, a male style or a female style?" Yeah. So very inclusive as well. Um, and again, what's very interesting about um, as well, you can go to a mirror in the game and you can change your style at any given time. So if you decide, "I don't want to be blonde anymore. I, I want to have pink tail. I want to have pink hair and a, and a ponytail instead of just long flowing hair," you can change it at any given time. You can change all those features from your skin pigmentation elements of your face anytime you want by just going to a mirror mirror and saying, I want to change my look. Very cool. It's got a lot more um, hairstyles. Um, the wardrobe has been greatly improved as well. Cause now it's got this cool feature where you kind of just like, you can collect all these different levels of clothes that you have. And I'm something of a clothes horse for my character because I like to make her look pretty. 
Um, She's so cute. I tried. I found a power suit today. Ooh. I almost bought a power suit today. I went on sale. I bought one in the game, and I found uh, they had Mary Janes and uh, tights in like kind of like tan tights as well. I look, I look like the modern day professional with my glasses. Interesting, because I almost bought a tan suit today. <laughs> uh, mine is um, kind of like a lilac, or not a lilac, but more like kind of like a sea green almost. Oh no, this is, this green. was a, a, a tan Eileen Fisher uh, pantsuit. Might still might get it. Um. What's also interesting and new about this version of the game as well is that it's the first time you can actually, at later stages of the game, toward the end game, it'll give you a shovel shovel tool that'll let you literally move rivers and mountains. Oh, really? Yes. So because you get to so so this, and, and maybe this is for next time. Um, you get to make all your choices of, when you you choose your island. It's set up with things but there are several different islands you can choose from it's, yeah so it gives you a couple different variations on islands that you can choose from um and the island will stay relatively that version of the island for a majority of the game until you decide to go in and um but you can add bridges and you can decide where buildings are at um and you, eventually what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to add right if you don't have bridges um, or slopes, because you could add stairs to some rised locations. You need a ladder or, or a pole vault stick to get across those easily. Yeah. Eventually, you'll be able to just buy buy stairs to go up those things outright. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, but in the case of in the, the case of the game here, though, that you have the ability, or you get the ability eventually to, if you want, if you you decide, huh, I don't like where this river is. You can change where the river goes through. You can't change where the openings are. We can change where the rivers where the rivers go through. So if you decide that you want the instead of the river going, you said if you just want like one singular river going through your town, you can have one singular river if you wanted to, and you can get rid of all the other water sources as well. Um, in my case, there's some, I like to build houses right up against cliffs, so that it maximizes as much space as possible, so you never see. But things, but if there's a shadow behind it, things don't tend to be behind that often, unless they were already there, like rocks or. You'll never find fossils behind buildings, at least, because you can't see them. Because the you can't see them, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. Just, I mean, I think that's my one complaint is I can walk all the way around my island, but I can't even see anything but my hat in places. Yeah, so, I mean, you, fishing. You, I have the same problem. There are times when I, in order to get to the perfect place to cast for the fish, there's something in your way. Well, you're in your way. You can't see the the, the damn fish. Well, you can't see where you're casting, which is also kind of yeah. The problem. It, it, yeah. It'd be nice if it gave you like a little radical that said, "This is where you're fishing from." So you only had to. Cast well, you the could one shift time. the you, so you shift the map all the way so that you could. Yeah. See. Because they'll let you do that in your house, but it won't let you because you can do through full yeah. 360 in your house, but you you only get like either really up close, a parallax view, or a slightly top down view, but never yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, the top down view is actually original from the original Animal Crossing. So. Yeah. Um, but the lower view is kind of a more recent thing. Um, but you know, yeah, eventually you get the ability to literally bulldoze everything you want. There's actually was a guy who actually decided that he was going to make his, he was going to flood his entire town. So he, after three weeks of playing the game, or after a certain amount of time of playing the game, um, he basically decided he was going to take a shovel and he was going to bury everything down into water and basically just flooded his entire, his entire area. Aww. Well, he also did it somewhat as a test because he wanted to see if something would happen. 
Okay, well, I can see that. So um, the original thought process and rumor was is that if you flooded your entire island, sharks would appear, and you could catch and you could catch sharks. That didn't happen. No. He also keep in mind he also cheated to do that as well. So there's always been a mechanic in the game where you can, um, where you can change the da- internal data of your system. And then go play. And then go play Animal Crossing. So if you send, change your system from let's say seven o'clock today to seven a.m. tomorrow, when the t- when the time kind of changes in the game, uh-huh. a day will have passed, even though it never actually passed at all in reality. In but, the game, but you'd lose the ability to dig your fossils for that day. And but again, let's say for example, it's seven. If it were seven p.m. at night right now, but you changed yeah. it to seven a.m. the following morning, the fossils would regrow back right away. And you can go back. You can go about your town. Now the villagers will. Now the villagers will know that you've done this, and they'll be. And because the the in the older games, the villagers kind of didn't immediately recognize that you always did this. Um, sometimes they would be very clear. They sometimes they might wink and nod about it. I was like, I haven't seen you in at least a day or two, or I haven't seen you in weeks. Um, because if you're not there for a while, villagers will leave because they haven't seen you in a while, and you'll have a lot more weeds and other stuff in there. Oh, interesting. Um, so, I mean, one of the reasons to keep playing constantly. But in the yeah. original game, if you weren't there for a while, um, or, like, because sometimes you could expand for, like, if you could jump ahead for, like, a week. Uh-huh. And characters would be like, oh, wow, we haven't seen you all week long. Where have you been? Are you all right? Were you sick? X, 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 you know, X, Y, Z. But what he did was that every single time he got into a point the guy who flooded his town, every single time he got to a point where he said, wait till the next day, he would just change his system date to the next day. So he's accelerating. So he was accelerating the progress. So instead of taking what should be like a month worth of progress to get to that point, he was doing it in like a week. Wow. So, but he also works for, he he also has a YouTube channel, so he's more inclined to want to do this. Well, there's a payoff for him Because there was a payoff for it at the end of the day. Um, and even when he wasn't doing that, he was still trying to lead a normal island. He at the end of the day, keep in mind, he could always build back up his island. He always had the ability. He could always build back up everything into his island eventually. I just i i i like my house. Me too. I, I'm I'm thinking of moving it slightly closer to the river, maybe. But eh, I, I see advantages of not doing that too. Um, but no, I like where my house is. I I, I just wish I. I wish I didn't have quite so many flowers nearby because I keep running to run through my flowers. Yeah, I already have that problem. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to keep my... I, I finally got a blue flower and a black flower. and I've relocated them to their own section so that way they can... So that I can water them and they can germate there and hopefully they'll make more flowers. Interesting. So, I'm just wondering... Because again, you can crossbreed flowers. So if you like crossbreed two red flowers, they might make a purple flower or a black flower... Two white flowers might make a, a purple flower or a white flower, depending on the type of flowers that they are. Um, so you got like wildflowers, mums. Well, I think I want to dig up some flowers and move them. Mm-hmm. Just shovel underneath them. Yeah. Because all I have are tulips in my yard right now. Tulips are good, though. I, I bought two cypress trees. Nice. So I put them on either side of the house. Um, along with graphical updates as well, you, um, let's see here. Can we talk about the graphics for a second? They look really cool, don't they? Oh my gosh, the flowers! First of all, the the ocean, the rivers have real current, mm-hmm. 
and your you're... fishing line will move and the fish will move with the current. Like, so sometimes they'll like speed up and then they'll like slowly fall back and then they'll yeah. speed back up again. Yeah. I often find when fishing that if you, if with, especially with a current, um, and I'm having trouble hitting the fish within a sweet zone, I'll just throw it up current, let it just drift. And drift into, down. Yes. It will. It's And if you've ever actually been fishing, it's exactly what happens when you're fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, Bugs are moving, move around very curiously as well too. You'll find, I found, it was raining yesterday in my island and I found snails on rocks. Oh, that makes sense. So I, so I caught snails. Uh, on If you chop down trees and you just leave the stumps, certain bugs will pop up on those stumps as well. It's just it's just fascinating. The, the, the quality of the graphics, the flowers move in the breeze. Mm-hmm. And, and when you so step the trees. on... Yeah. And when you step on things, they, they, they move. Like you step on weeds, they move. Mm-hmm. You step uh, on flower. If you run through flowers, sometimes they'll... All the, the you'll see petals that'll skid skid off them. Yeah, um, so the graphics are really incredible. Mm-hmm. Not just not just the critters, but the. Oh, again, I mean, I, I love the fact that you can actually go. Um, this is also one of the other new cool features of the game was the Nook Miles, um, because one of the big new features of this new Animal Crossing version is it lets you craft items. Yeah. Before you couldn't craft stuff at all, you would have to if you would have to wait until the nooklings or somebody either gifted you or you could buy pieces of furniture, like yeah. a mixer or like a um, like a rice maker or a sofa or like a ink and well set or something like that. You'd have to wait until you could physically buy it from somebody or hope somebody gifted it to you. Now, some of these items, more common items um, like. Uh, beds, chairs, and even some other certain items can be built on your own by just farming material. Well, I built myself a low table. Mm-hmm. I built myself a garden chair. I'm looking for a better bed before I build my own bed. I'm still got my cot. Uh, yeah, I, I still have the cot. Um, yeah, so the, there's all sorts of things. You obviously, you build your axe and your and, you and can, your net and your fishing and, rod. And keep, and, and keep in mind, like you have the flimsy version of stuff. You can, you'll eventually get recipes for the better stuff when you get the no. When you get the new uh, Nook um, uh, storefront. Yeah. So you'll be able to buy the better version of those, which won't break as often. Yeah, because you, you lose them. I, like, I go through, like, one a day. Oh, I, 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 I was at a point where I was going through a shovel. I'm right now going through a shovel about once a day. Yeah. Um, when you learn to customize, you can actually, you can, if you customize it, it actually resets it. Ooh. So you can have the choice of, like, you, instead of, like, a red handle, you get, like, a purple handle or something. And it will reset its um, its usefulness. Oh, really? Yeah. So each item has a certain amount of durability to it that will eventually yeah, when I it breaks. Yeah, I figured it. that out. Yeah. But if you customize, you can cast it, as much as you want. What wears down your rod is is catching. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the shovel. If you try to uh, hit a rock a certain number of times, eventually your shovel will break. Yeah. If you customize it, though, apparently it resets that durability back to zero. So you can, it'll be like having a fresh new shovel. Nice to know. Yeah. Um, but another cool feature of the game is something called Nook Miles. Um, Nook Miles are kind of a specialty sort of currency to the game. Uh, the main currency of the game is are known as bells. Um, everything costs like hundreds of thousands of bells. Yep. But you know why that is? Why? Japanese currency. Oh, because yen. Yeah. So again, I mean, like when something costs like... Yen is worth a dime. Yeah. So, I mean... When something costs 100 bells, it really costs, or something costs like 500 bells, it really costs like five bucks. Yeah. 
which which is reason which is why like a lot is why there's also no decimal system which thank goodness there's no decimal system yeah but it's but it makes more logic as to why you get so many bells and oh yeah you need to pay two hundred thousand bells for your house okay which really i pay is twenty thousand dollars yeah you know or yes you gotta pay like twenty thousand dollars yeah that makes more sense i hadn't thought of that yeah um but the other currency you can get is something called uh, Nook Miles, which you get from... So Nook gives you a cell phone, a Nook phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the, what's funny is I, was winning, I went to another person's place earlier today, um, and I couldn't get to the place right away. And the Dodos kept mentioning that somebody leave their phone on on the plane. Oh, that's cute. Which was why they were causing interference. Yeah. Um, but the Nook phone has let you check and see all your bugs and everything. It also lets you check your custom designs and other stuff, your DIY recipes that you have. Um, it has a map on there. But what it has in there is also what, the, what Nook is offering called Nook Miles. And um, it's basically a specialty currency that you can get that you can use to buy um, upgrades for your character. Like um, there's a um, inventory upgrade. There's new hairstyles, new hair colors um, are in that pack. Um, there's also some... Uh, DIY recipes for fences and other items as well. Um, there's an upgrade um, for that'll give you a key ring. So basically, your a little directional pad on your left hand side uh, becomes your ability to kind of summon your shovel right away without having to uh, go into your inventory and hold oh, it. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, it's very it's very convenient. Um, you get you have to kind of get used to it and figure out where everything is initially, but it becomes super useful. Um, and, he, and the Nook Miles lets you buy stuff as well from that that are kind of specialty goods as well um i'm hopeful that the store refreshes itself more frequently because i keep seeing all the same stuff constantly um but you can also just buy bells as well so for like 300 bells you can buy or for 300 tickets you can buy 3,000 bells well and the nook miles are how you fly between places Yes, you need the Nook Miles to, um, you can use them to buy what is a what they call a Nook Nook Island as well, which has additional resources. It's also where you can meet new islanders as well that you can convince to come to your place as well. Um, so that's how you meet, that's how you can meet other islanders too, to come and visit. Um, but you can use it to go find uh, what they call, what the, what they quote unquote Tarantula Island or Scorpion Island. So, so um, if you play between 7 p.m. and 4 a.m. the next morning, when it's nighttime in the game, you'll have a chance to arrive upon either Scorpion or Tarantula Island, depending on what hemisphere you're in, if you're, because there's yeah. two different zones. Um, and the island ha- does, has normal bugs on it, but more popularly, it has more scorpions and tarantulas on it. These bugs sell for... 8,000 bells a piece. Oh, nice. And if you have an inventory that's 40 items, or that can hold 40 items, uh-huh. that might be a reasonable profit at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, even just 10 of them is 80,000 is 80, bells, which is a decent chunk can do some well, so project. only, what, what 2,000 Nook Miles to get a ticket to Yes. Go? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're inexpensive, and um, Nook Miles you receive from just doing everyday stuff. Yeah. You do it from fishing. It, it usually it's based off of some sort of achievements in a lot of cases. Like you've talked to a certain number of villagers or you have 
fished a certain number of fish or you've donated a certain amount of times to Blathers, the museum curator? A lot of it, and this goes to the base, basic ethos of the game when you're talking about it being a healing game. It also is um, very reflective of the Japanese work ethic. Yes, which is all about striving to go forward. And and, and being responsible for, for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, so you see that in in a quite a bit. Yeah. And there's a lot of really great, interesting Japanese philosophies to be buried throughout the entire game, um, which I always found very interesting. Like, as an example, um, your furniture pieces, when you get them, um, when you pick them off off the ground, are leaves, generally. Or when you're trading yeah. to them, they're, or they're leaves in your inventory. Um, that's because Nook and the Nooklings, Timmy and Tommy, are tanukis, which are a Japanese... Uh, it, they're not a Japanese demon, which is not the correct way to phrase it. They're more like uh, trickful, playful, tricking spirits. Yeah. Um, who, what they would do is they would transform stuff using leaves. And so when you get your furniture and it's collapsed in your pockets, it looks like a leaf. But then when you pull it out, it transforms back into whatever object it was supposed to I, be. I picked up a leaf from when I shook a tree. This cool leaf fell down and I picked it up. And it turned out to be a giant panda bear. Those, are, those shouldn't be hiding in trees. I wonder how they got purple. up there. A giant purple panda bear. And yeah, so again, you can shake trees and you, trees, again, you can have bugs that'll fall off from trees like wasps or bagworms or other stuff. I mean, like, yeah. it, sometimes money falls out of trees. I haven't had that happen. But, you got, but there's one tree at least once a day that has um, an actual furniture piece that'll drop from it. Really? Yes. So I have to go around and shake all my trees? I don't recommend it because you there's when you because again it's any number of trees on your actual island and if you have lots of trees on your island, yeah, I mean it'd be completely different if you just limited your island to like ten trees. Well, then and, it looks and very what barren. kind? Of, so what do I do with the pine trees? Pine trees seem to be different. Pine trees, um, I believe, are supposed to have different bugs in them. I've never and, shaken the pine tree. Will I get anything? Yes, the same to the regular trees. Okay. I mean, there's there's three different types of trees in the game. There's there's the regular everyday trees, which have the fruits on them occasionally. Right. Um, and they'll only ever have that one fruit on them. So if right. it's a peach tree, it always does peaches. Peaches, okay. Um, which is why it's always important to avoid... I mean, I find that if you put your trees in similar areas, did you know that, oh, this is the area with cherry trees. Don't chop down these trees unless you really mean it. Yeah. Because if you pick up all your cherries and then you chop down all your cherry trees, then you don't have access to any more cherries at all. Yeah. And then you have to go back to another island and find more cherries. Yeah. Um, or, fi- or find somebody who will give you cherries. Yeah. Um, and so I put my so when I put apple trees, I put all apple trees in a particular area, so I know that's where. So my you apple dig tree. them up and move them. Um, well, no, I mean you can you dig a you can dig a hole in the ground and put the fruit in, and then you will plant the tree there. Oh, cool. So that's how you, that, yeah. So okay. that's how you, that's how you make more fruit trees. So if you have, um, so if you get oranges from somebody, you bury oranges in the ground, and then I'll create more orange trees for you. And then you can have, even just one orange will create three oranges, and then three oranges will create nine more oranges, which will give you ten trees. Yeah. Or no, so you'll start with one tree that'll give you three oranges, and then it'll give you four trees with oranges, and then that could give you yeah twelve more trees on top of that. So that's sixteen trees with oranges if you wanted. And just multiply from there. Did not. So, okay. So how do you learn all these things? Because I did not know this. Admittingly, I learned it from when I had the original version of Animal Crossing the first time. Okay. Um, 
But what's what's kind of super useful in the world is that just YouTube teaches you a bunch of cool tricks as well. Um, well, there, and there's Reddit for this. There's Reddit. There's um, we we we've never even drifted into the turnip exchange at all, which is another fun feature. Um, but you what's uh, but what's been super interesting is that people have been arranging um, island viewing parties. Oh, I bet. Where you can go visit people's islands, and people have some amazing islands. I saw somebody with this literal island that was nothing but mazes. Oh, that's cool. And the entire and the to get to the end of the maze was to get to the nookling shop. Um, but throughout the island, they had um, there was a um, like a shortcut that was built into the map for the, I'm assuming the. Um, owner of the map that you could bury up some bury up a tree move into the zone and plant it back and allowed it was the road that you could maneuver the road they made this mage out of hedges wow so it was a literal hedge mage that's that's amazing yeah it was, it was very fun to kind of navigate through um other people again I've, I've seen people make basketball courts i've seen um one guy gave me an idea where if you based on the when you get to the very top of the of your island's highest point, uh-huh. there's kind of a um, aspect ratio element that happens to it. That if you dig a little bit of that island out, you can create this um, perspective view that makes it look like you're looking down onto something that's far away. Oh, that was so I've had an idea where I'm going to get a Godzilla statue and cars and put them down there for Godzilla to look like he's attacking it. That's pretty cool. So I, I can't wait to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do in Animal Crossing. I mean, beyond just, I mean, the entire idea of the game is, I, I think, initially is to buy bells so you can either pay off your house to make it bigger so you can decorate yeah. it more or buy more decorations for other stuff. Um, but you have the ability to just deal with your local villagers. Like, they'll give you nicknames, they'll teach you, um expressions or emotes that you can do that actually like i have a couple of emotes like one of my favorite is i have a, a snarking face that kind of like looks like she's uh smirking um i have a sneeze which is hilarious as well because she literally sneezes and kind of shivers a little bit afterwards um they're very cute little expressions well I, if, if what you're saying what i need to do next is really go fly fly someplace yeah i mean the, again like if you want my recommendation, once you once you have the ability to through Nook Miles, is to uh, get, like I said, five thousand miles to expand your inventory. Okay. Because more inventory you have means less, more things you can bring back from the islands. Okay. Um, especially if it's because there's special to bugs and fish and fruit and flowers that only exist on islands, and you can't catch them anywhere else but on those islands. Um, and so the more, and if you have big full pockets, you can come back with more stuff. Well, yeah, and the, my problem so far is I'm forever having to empty my pockets. So I got I got a stack of things in front of the museum that the museum won't take. And one of these days, I'll walk them up to the the next door. Well, the other alternative that some people do, especially with the island <coughs> viewing parties, uh-huh. um, is that they will um, they'll offer a yard sale. Oh. So leave them out there for people to uh, take items and leave items that they don't that they can't use or don't want to or already have in some cases. Yeah. Like so, I have a lot of fossils in which. I've already ha- got them already. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I keep selling them back, but as you said, they make good money. Yeah, I sell them because they're good money. But you, if you wanted to do a yard sale, you could leave them out a portion of, of your front, the front of your um, your place, like in front of your airport, as an example, for people who wanted to pick it up and immediately go like, "Oh, cool! I don't have this recipe. I will learn this." Yeah. So you get three. It gets used by somebody eventually. Yeah. 
That's a good idea. Because you'll get a point where rest, again, also go get all the shellfish every single day. Because occasionally you'll find a message in a bottle that will give you a free recipe. Okay, so I keep picking up the messages, but I haven't been picking up all the shellfish because they're, they're, they're cheap. You don't get much money for them. Some do. Some do. Some some sell for like two or three thousand bells at a piece. The conscious do. Yes, and, but not but not the the sand dollars. I think are like two or three hundred bells each. Yeah, the sand dollars. Sand dollars are cheap. So are the sea the snails, sea snails. Yeah, um, but what also happens throughout the week is that you get your island gets evaluated on uh-huh. a weekly basis on Sunday. Uh huh. And the better your island does, the more progression you get. Like I just got a three star island, and so now I'm going to get KK Slider, which is a big element of the which is a new landmark in the game um so i can progress through the nook storyline um he's a so i need to pick up all my weeds picking up your weeds and your shells makes your island look prettier otherwise there you'll see all these shells on your beach at one place um and then the same thing with the weeds like the weeds don't look good on uh, everywhere on your island and weeds do grow back eventually okay um and if you go to nook islands they're also just full of weeds so if you ever need weeds for any particular reason um like like the the plant lady buys weeds for 20 percent more as well so instead of buying it for 10 yen each she buys it for 20 yen each so basically they don't sell hugely well but she'll buy all your weeds from you okay i I think she's uh, i think she's actually um, a dealer i think almost oh dun 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 because she's buying weed she has papers yes um, but no, again, Animal Crossing is a healing game. It's meant to be relaxing. It's meant to be, I, I find myself playing it for maybe an hour a day. Yeah. Um, or maybe just maybe 10, 15 minutes in between stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a quiet and fun little game and you're going to get to play it for a while. Yeah. Um, so as you just got Animal Crossing, I'm going to help you out as much as I can with advice and recommendations for stuff to do. I appreciate that. Um, and I, I I will donate bells if you need bells. Well, you gave me a ladder, and that was immensely helpful. Oh, yes. I, I, somebody else gives you a ladder eventually, too, because that's where how I got my ladder. But you'll eventually buy a recipe for a ladder, too. That was... Uh, that, and, and then uh, you told me about buying recipes, which I didn't realize you could do. So I'm really thrilled about that as well, because I, I got the recipe for the slingshot. Because I keep seeing the, the, the damn balloon. balloons <laughs> float over so with sorry, the gifts, you, said, and I can't get them. I'm so sorry you didn't know. I didn't know. So so now um, so now I can uh, slingshot. Uh, I've been asking asking poor poor Tommy what he's selling every day, hoping he's selling a slingshot. Eventually he will. Well, he's not now. So, no, not right now. Yeah. No. So so I'm I'm thrilled that I get to go. That'll be the next thing I do is I'll I'll make my slingshot. Oh yeah, no, and it, it takes hardwood if memory serves me, which again is just chopping trees I have down. Some, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, and the more often you expand your house, the more your uh, inventory, um, you have a kind of like a little bank inside your house that'll store items in there. Yeah. So that'll expand the more, the bigger your house gets as yeah. well. Uh, but I always have at least two stacks of like softwood, hardwood, rock, clay, iron, always kind of just in there just in case. It's a good idea. So um, I think that'll do it for us this week okay. here. So you, mom's going to play some Animal Crossing and I'm going to leak some videos to what, people have done online and cool stuff they've done online with their islands um, to kind of give you an impression of what's going on inside the game. Okay. Because there'll be a lot of people, I think, who obviously this is a slightly 
again, I, I try to, I want to try to have every time we do one of these podcasts to be something that people can easily get into if they wanted to. Yep. Like when we did Gumpla, you could get into Gumpla for maybe 20, 30 bucks at worst. And it's not a huge investment in, yeah. unless you really liked one particular robot that was hard to find. Um, when it comes to anime, I try to always recommend stuff that's easy to get. Like it's either on Hulu or Netflix, um, like I did with Amanda, or yeah. easy to f- watch on Crunchyroll. Um, I try to make it as minimal investment as po- uh, investment as possible. Even at a convention, you know, like a ticket's like for fifty dollars a day is not unreasonable on a certain level. If yeah. even if you just do it the one time, hey, you did it the one time, and it's not the end of the world there. This is a bit more of an investment this time, and I feel bad, a little bit bad about that. Um, but I want to be able to show people who are not going to be able to do the Animal Crossing homework or um, at least a way to see it and be yeah. able to see kind of what it's all about. Yeah. Um, and so I'll be putting all the notes as well as uh, some of the memes that my little brother has showed us. Because <laughs> uh, again, there's very cute stuff. Yeah. But well, some some little well, less... the juxtaposition between the cute little fluffy dog and the combat. Yeah, warrior. just doesn't doesn't seem to make sense on yeah. a certain level. Yeah. Um, there's a very interesting juxtaposition on that. Yep. Um, but we'll put all the show notes on our website at thenerdtutorialpodcast.com, um, and then you can also follow us with the continued discussion at uh, facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast on our Facebook group. And then if you have any ideas or, fu- or future topics for episodes, you can always hit me up on nerd underscore tutorial. And I'm happy to continue the, continue the conversation there as well. Um, and then so we hope that everyone stays safe as well during these weird times. And we'll see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye.